Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello and welcome, my friends. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here live on the air with me. I am always so grateful for you, for each one of you, for listening to my show live, archived, and also for downloading the show on iTunes. I do appreciate you all. Much love to you. Just a quick introduction. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. Some of the areas that affect our life are as follow but not limited to our personal growth, professional growth, money, finances, spirituality, health, fitness, and also overall the quality of life. On this show, we have guests that come and help me along the way, and sometimes I host the show solo. Before I bring on my guests, I would like to set my intention as usual. My intention of doing this show is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's all up to you. All I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your right, your life, so make the decision that is right for you. My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyria.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show for up-to-date information. You can also email me at coachria, one word, at gmail.com. That's coachria at gmail.com. I'm also on Skype, so please reach out to me if I can help you in any way. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments. Michael Dean Lewis. Michael is an active solar system ambassador who regularly participates in the GPL teleconference and loves to present to a very public audience. This past year, Michael reached thousands at the largest ever teacher's convention in New Jersey by manning a booth with display, video, and lots of posters. The near plus 433 Arrow's landing brought local newspaper interest in several public events. He is looking forward to another successful year as a New Jersey Solar System ambassador. Please help me welcome our guest, 
Michael Dean Lewis. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks, Rhea. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, my pleasure. Pleasure is mine. Well, you know, it's a it's an interesting show today because uh, you and I we had a conversation off the air about physics, quantum physics, and thoughts, and where do thoughts come from, cause and effect, and uh, I uh, decided to actually bring that to the show. And, you know, again, reminding my listeners, our listeners, that the show is intended to be for thought-provoking and information purpose, and that's what we do, we're here to do, right, Michael? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so, you know, you are a physicist. You are, you know, uh, the, the guy to go to when you're trying to understand quantum physics. I was trying to do some additional reading um, to kind of, like, get myself a little on the same, well, not quiet, but understand a little bit more than what I do currently. Um, but before we get started in deep in the conversation, um, you know, we all know that most things are, nothing is solid, right? So, like, when we think about the universe and we think about, you know, everything that is around us, you know, nothing is solid. I mean, is there, like, a black hole or what is it? <laughs> well, it's a space, actually, that's right there in front of us. But we don't perceive it that way. Our eyes can't. Uh, is it because the of the light? light? That, uh, right, yeah. because of the light and the way that our eyes are. Uh, we're not able to look into that that space that's between, but if you compared it, many people know that, and it, you probably have heard the same thing, that if uh, you take the part of the atom and you take one part of the atom that is outside this thing called the nucleus, and mm-hmm. you say, like, the nucleus is a basketball of an atom. So the basketball of the atom is in the center of the basketball court. Another particle, that particle, the electron, is outside of even the arena. It's so far away. There's all that space between the center and the uh, the outside. Yeah. So, so when when we think of you know, I mean, let's let's get a little bit more um, in in depth here, so our listeners kind of look, you know, understand a little bit more. When we think of of um, atoms, uh, atoms, what I mean, they are made up of what? Are they, you know? Well, they're, they're made of. Oh, oh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. What, what are the atoms made of? And that's a good question because uh, we're still not sure exactly what the atoms made of. It's sort of like peeling an onion. You get one layer, layer. Mm-hmm. and then another layer, and then another layer. Okay. Well, I would, like I said, I was doing some reading, and I'm trying to figure out how this whole, you know, uh, how really quantum physics affects our everyday life. And, and um, what I found out, it really does on a many levels. Um, including how we think, how we respond to things, how we perceive things, you know, because of the fact that, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, like, uh, for instance, like I, and one of some of the things that I, I was reading, like it, take a movie, for instance, and your mind thinking like you're watching a picture, right? The movie is running in front of you. But what it is, it's a, com- it's, it's, it's a multi-particle or whatever you want to call it, that it that because of your eyes, how your eyes you know respond to what it's looking at, it's just really previewing it as a movie, right? So I don't know if I'm I'm saying that right, but it's it's um 
how do we how do we even like is it really all perception or is it you know our mind you know perceive things based on what is out there because we have five senses right so we 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 use those senses in our everyday you know life right so when we mm-hmm. think about you know our vision and we're looking at something and you know like if I'm looking at a picture I remember like when I was in Spain one of the things that I um that I was really fascinated when I went to Picasso's museum and I was looking at one of his paintings and I was looking at it and I'm, you know, I love art and, you know, but the thing is what I, what I was seeing or what I was receiving to see, it was like, you know, was there like an image of multiple women? I couldn't like understand the picture. Right. But the more I looked at it, the more I understood that was actually really one person. It was actually one woman and he was seeing it from a different point of view. But the average person, so if you give them, like, if you take an average person and you give them multiple people, like if you're doing a study, and you tell them to look at something, and you ask them to tell you what they see, they can see different things. Oh, sure. So in science, I want to I wanna understand the concept. What, what, what is going on here? Well, we're slowly beginning to... Uh to unravel the way that the the mind, the brain, if we look at the level of how do we want to, how do you want to understand what you're perceiving? Do you want to look at the the physical basis, that is, you want to get to the uh, actual cellular level, or do we want to get deeper to the uh, atomic and then to the electron level? Or, Or do we want to look at a picture of what parts of the brain are being affected, uh, acting together as a symphony or as a um, a beehive, constantly buzzing or constantly playing. And when we have these perceptions, or is that when the tune becomes very melodious or uh, when the beehive is collecting and there are many of the little bees together, and they're ready to fly off together. Uh, It's not known yet how we perceive things, and that's what makes us unique as humans, right? Yeah, but, I mean, we're part of that universe. I mean, the way I look at it, and I'm always fascinated to understand, like I'm trying to learn more about our mind and how we think and where thoughts come from, and if we understand how, you know, uh, our thought process uh, develop, can we control what we think about so we can change what happens in our life and so on and so forth. But, you know, this is, you know, I mean, I know part of it is psychology, neuro, neuro study, you know, whatever, but most of it, it really, it exists in the universe. So, yes, it's part of the quantum physics. It's part of the quantum mechanics is another word they use, right? You know, because in, in according to quantum mechanics, all things are equally possible, right? Well, when you say all things are equally possible, uh, when in, in that perspective, it's a, I, I don't know if that is exactly uh, what's happening here. With, um, but when you're discussing, or when we're discussing the uh, the change, if we had a control, that is uh, a thought. Yes, uh, that is possible. And it's been we're, we just recently found that our our minds do 
create neurons in certain levels that are, are new and that these are newer connections and we remember and we can continue to do this it seems if we have the right nutrients and the the the, uh, the better diet for as long as we live so so a lot of things what you're saying basically i mean let me understand this so what you're saying a lot of things affect how we think and where the thoughts the 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 actual product of the thoughts is right including you know like a simple thing that is like you know what you eat because all these things like the new cells are being developed in your brain and that will also contribute into the quality and the you know the thought quality is that is that what you say well yes i don't i don't want to mislead the audience in that there's lots of neurons that are being created no there has to be a there is a conscious way there that is like you have been uh leading to Knowing that uh, somehow or another we can we can focus our our minds in such a way that uh, it is possible it is possible to grow newer connections newer processes where the, the transmission of this wave or we're going to talk about the, the quantum level uh, which. It, it may be a little too deep, but in the sense that it is going to be a, a collection, a collection of the signal and strong enough to be transmitted. Yeah, and uh, that that does enrich. It does make our lives uh, more valuable. You know, I guess what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense. But what I think in, you know, in, in physics or, you know, I, I obviously you, you're saying it from one side and I'm thinking about in the practical side of the equation, like is it really possible to change the thought process by manipulating certain things, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out because, you know, we we keep telling people, oh, change how you think, you change your life, you change, you know, that's all, excuse me, you know, for saying just, you know, BS, right? So it's it's not as simple as that you're saying. You know, you change how you think and your life will suddenly change. But there's a process, you know, and, and, and that leads me to, to the fact, you know, there's a cause and effect, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and does does physics, you know, does quantum physics actually even acknowledge the fact that there is cause and effect in the universe, and and that's where everything originated from the cause of things. I mean, where, where does it where does it exist? Well, the, or this is something cause, you can tell me. I can't. <laughs> no, the, the, there's a, there's not an agreement of where there is a cause amongst people who look at these. Uh, to look at the the observations that we've made, and what I mean by we astronomers, uh, a physicist, astrophysicist, looking at very long ago in the, in the past, which you know it is relevant even now, and what we're talking about in the past, we're talking billions of years ago, and the um, the end result though is the world that we have, the world that we see. Um, and the human human mind, the human brain, that is, uh, 
to say that where is the cause, it's almost, uh, it, it, it may be occurring exactly when the sperm and the egg come together. Um, it may be at that very moment where well, that Can it be even cause. before that? Well, I wouldn't say before that for that individual. Oh, well, but yeah, you talk about individual, but I mean, I, I think, you know, even before, you know, it's like, I mean, that's why, like, I, I, what I study psychology, I study the fact that, you know, most of our um, beliefs or our habitual, you know, um, the behaviors that we, that we experience every single day had probably existed before we were even born or conceived. Because it was carried on throughout the, you know, from one generation to another because that's, you know, it was trained through whatever environment, uh, outside, you know, external uh, conditions. Oh, right, sure. Yeah, right. That definitely, uh, that's definitely uh, a reality, or that, that can be shown, sure. Um, we have these things called genes, you know of those then, and most people do know that there are genes, and the genes are made of DNA. And that the genes that we have, we have, what, 46 of them. Of those 46, 45 are, are really active uh, in, in most people. Uh, in women, they really have 46 that are working. Males have that Y chromosome is a problem. But <laughs> that's another story. The uh, These genes <laughs> that we have, Right. You know, these thousands of genes, there's 25,000 or something like that. We, we don't know the exact number. We yet can't tell. But of those, yeah, I mean, it's like pick 25,000 behaviors that are happening. You know, they've been there. They've been there since uh, maybe 100,000 years ago, whenever we say that the first humans, uh, that, that date hasn't been definitely defined. But, you know, those if those genes have been there, uh, why did it take 100,000 years for us to be the way that we are now, to have cars and to have uh, rocket propulsion or to have television the way that it is or with the, uh, the flat screen TVs and et cetera, et cetera. We can go on with the technology and the science. But as you just said, those behaviors, they have been there for generations. Why is it now that we tap them and, we are using them. So, in other words, like the change in the process, the thinking process, you know, you've got to understand the, the, the cause of, you know, that thinking process to begin with, where is it originated, and how can we right now change that? Because, you know, some people really believe that what we think or how we look at the world can change how the world is for us, right? Oh, it definitely does. Look how the world is in 2013. Let's go back just 20 years ago to 1993. Uh, they had a comparison. I was reading a magazine, Road and Track. I don't know. If you know of this magazine, yes? Yes, I've heard of it, yes. It's a, well, okay. give you an idea. that it, you pick, They did a comparison between a $90,000-plus car made by Mercedes in 1993. It had so many parts to it. For instance, it had the the cleaning headlights, and it had the uh, the digital screen for the speedometer and the type of fuel gauge and these other instruments. And then underneath that comparison, they had it was a maybe a $16,000 Hyundai that you could buy. 
and that's of 2013. Now, $16,000 is about a fifth of $90,000. Okay. Um, and then it, it showed all of the things that this $16,000 car had compared to the Mercedes, and it outnumbered them by maybe uh, three to one. So the Mercedes at the time in 93 was all the technically advanced, most technically advanced car possibly that was in production. And then this new modern car, costing much less, has more because the science and the technology and the way we look at what we want in the car has guided the thought, it's like the thought process in achieving a radically, you know, a new a, a new product that has cost, it cost, it's available to almost everybody, you know? And you don't have right. to be a rich person for it. Yeah, well, you know, of course, we're talking to someone who loves cars. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm I, really fascinated with, like I said, with physics and, and, and our brain and how is that all kind of, you know, connected. But, you know, I, I've asked this question once before, and uh, this is going to lead me to my next, you know, um, question to you. But... I asked a question uh, um, a couple of times ago, you know, a while ago, while ago with, you know, doing some, like, a study with some people, and I asked them, if you can go back in time and and do something, you know, taking what you know right now, all the information that you have right now, at what age would you go back, back to? And, you know, of course, people say, oh, I wouldn't do anything different. I would just stay where I am. You know, of course, I have a different thought because I'm always – Thinking about what if, have you ever wondered what would life would be if you could go travel back in time and what would you change, right? So is there really parallel universe somewhere out there? That's my question. <laughs> in your in your opinion. <laughs> so we're going to jump from if we could change something in the past to this parallel universe. But, I mean, is there really, I mean, is it even possible to, that we have multiple universe or parallel oh, universe? Oh, definitely. That, that, that can't be unproven, and that's why the idea of having multiple universes is so appealing to many people. The time factor, we get in, like you say, we're, we're, we're talking about this quantum effect, and quantum means literally a step, a piece, Right? And there's no in-between. Either you're on this rung of the ladder or you're not on the rung. And the rung is the quantum. And so we get to this this place where when we try to find where a particle is with, with the atom, we, we try to make a measurement of this particle, and as we make the measurement, we can't tell it's there anymore. Well, where did it go? It has to be somewhere there, but where? Did it jump to a parallel universe and then reappear? You see, the time, our measurement of that time is so uh, restricted, and we're talking about less than a billionth of a second, less than a thousand billionth of a second, where we don't know we can't be certain that the particle that is in our universe 
isn't in some other universe. You know, have you ever been fascinated or have you ever thought about, like, you know, when I think about um, the American Indian and some of these shamanics, you've heard of the shamanics? Oh, yeah, like, they, um, study, they study, yeah, they study, like, you know, their, their, their whole, you know, healing um, um, techniques and stuff like that is based on what's going on in the universe and, like, how the, the, the stars line up and how's the moon and all the stuff. And, and, and I read, actually, I was trying to figure out if this is something, you know, but they actually said it, it's, um, it's hard to imagine that the Native American shamanistic healer and pioneer of quantum physics would have much in common. But it turns out they do. So based on Bohr, I don't know if you know who he is, B-O-H-R, if I say his oh, name right? Sure. Niels Bohr. Yeah, one of the early investigators into the, the, the strange field of science believed that much of what we call reality was dependent on the observer effect. I love that. The observer effect. The relationship between what we, what our reality does and how we observe it. This become a huge uh, debate among quantum physicists, but uh, experiments more, uh, but, but exper- exper- experiments more than half a century after Bohr proposed his theory provided some support for it. So, you know, I mean, that that puts us on a different, you know, like when I think about the Mayan and, and, and their, you know, their thoughts about, you know, like, oh, the world was going to end. They really never said that the world's going to end, but, you know, technically to them, it was the uh, um, the calendar year or whatever. But, you know, they are in the same way. I mean, the way they were studying, you know, and, and they, they perceive in the world different than most people do. Because you know they really study the uh, um, you know what how everything is going on around us in 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 in, in the universe. But what you, what's your thoughts about the observer effect? Well, yeah, the observer effect is, uh, of course, the perspective of one who is doing a measurement. Uh, I mean, or uh, the uh, the observation, the visualization. We want to look at it in terms of seeing it, though it may not be something that we can see with our own eyes. But definitely, the, uh, the observer effect is what is a problem because as soon as you begin to look at something, you are if you if you want to look at something, it's as if you're pointing a flashlight at this object, and you need to see the energy coming from the object. And as soon as that happens, you've changed the object. Right. Even though it's a little bit of a, a change, you, we still have changed it. The observer has changed that object, and the uh, the object is no longer what it was. And that that's uh, the problem that we have when we try to find out things that are happening at that smaller, let's say, of a uh, quick quickness, uh, so quick of a time period, of a time uh, difference. But um, on the larger scale, coming back to how we think, um, those thought processes are not as fast as that. And that's why we are slowly beginning to realize ways in which we can change ourselves, whether it's medically. And we know that people can take uh, certain drugs that 
we call them drugs. They alter or change, right? right. No, they, and they do. They alter our. Uh, they alter our brain. They physically alter the brain, just as if you, when you get a tan, right, your skin turns darker if you can tan, or freckles, some freckle. Um, others are are much more sensitive to that change than than other other people, right? And similarly, when we are thinking or when we want to change. There are people who can change very quickly from one uh, process to another, while others are not able to change the same way. And and see, this is this is the the, the interesting part because you know if if you know and I know you know much about me, you do. You know, I'm all about change because change is constantly happening. You know, but yet there are certain things that are, are constant. I mean, is there like something that's still or everything is changing in the universe? Well, there are fundamental constants as we know them, as we experience them. They work well enough, though they may not be exactly fundamental. We we are constantly refining that, so that's a change in, in itself. <laughs> Chris, it's that's of really life. interesting. Yeah, that's true because see, that actually proved my theory then that everything is changing and we need to move along with that. Otherwise, you know, I mean, the question is, are you going to be changing and moving forward, or are you going to be moving backward? And it really based on again the observer effect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is the observer effect. Yeah, I love that. Exactly, yeah, it is, and uh, you get on the. Wagon, or you know, that is the train, or that object that's going your way, but quote unquote, and uh, you move with that object for as long as you're able, until something else happens, right? But and not resist, or not uh, in the sense of resist, not alter that effect, because it, it, it's it's encouraging, it, it's a it's a process. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna take a short break, but I'm uh, my mind is going like, oh my god, <laughs> we only got a, you know, um, less than yeah, a half an hour to go, and I wanted to try to get as much possible from you because you're really helping me kind of put things into, uh, you know, some kind of uh, perspective here. So we're gonna be right back. Please stay tuned. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments. Radio. Come and join us every Tuesday and Thursday for enlightening, humorous, and intriguing conversations with my guests or just a monologue of thoughts that I share, all to help you look at life and your choices differently. For more information, go to ytyrradio.tk. That's ytyrradio.tk. Okay, welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for joining us. Today I have a special guest, uh, Michael Dean Lewis. He's a physicist. He's actually uh, um, the ambassador, solar system ambassador, and uh, he participates in the GPL teleconference. Can you tell us what the GPL um, is, uh, sure, Ria, the, Michael? The, and thank you for being laboratory. here, by the way. The I'm sorry. The yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, propulsion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the uh, the laboratory is located in Pasadena, California. Okay. Uh, we are in. Uh, I am in contact with those engineers, scientists, 
uh, investigators, staff of the laboratory, and, th and their goal is for most, it's unmanned spacecraft and their uh, missions to the planets, and also now we have the Voyager spacecraft intergalactic uh, mission. That is wonderful. Well, yeah. that is. It. Well, I'm sorry. Say it again. I can. Uh, well, no, the, uh, the the missions are are unmanned. That is that there's nobody inside them, but they okay. are being they're being monitored. They're being watched, listened to by our radar on Earth, our That's measuring instruments on Earth. It's called the Deep Space Network, Ria. The deep, well, the deep, yeah. The Deep That's Space Network, yes. Yeah. That's fascinating. So when when whatever years come and we can actually take a trip to the, uh, you know, whatever planet, you're going to be able to get me a ticket? <laughs> uh, I hope so. I hope okay, so. Uh, okay. Definitely. Um, you and I, well, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, before the break, we were talking about <laughs> uh, quantum physics, and we are talking how does it really affect our life, and, and really does it really affect our life, and some of the scientific, you know, prove that it does. And uh, things are changing, and thoughts are our energy. That's what's going to bring me to the next thing. Okay, thoughts mm -hmm. are energy. They vibration. You know, and we know, you know, everything is energy. Everything has its energy. So, when, you know, I mean, it's still puzzling to me. I still try to figure it out because I'm always trying to test myself, you know, and before I use it on my clients, I try to play with it myself. And I was thinking, it's like, okay, so if I can um, control the thinking process and manipulate the thinking process or the, the receiving, because we're really like, we are like a receiver, right? So we, we, we um, um, what I wanted to say, I can't even think of the word now. Um, when we send the information out to the universe and we, we get stuff back, what, what is that? <laughs> I can't even think of the word now. Transmit. Exactly, transmit. Yes, thank you. It's like a transmitter. So we, we constantly taking things in, and we putting it back out, and then therefore, you know, we're creating. We're constantly creating. We're changing things, and, and based on that energy level and all these particles and whatever you call them, uh, um, they are actually creating something in the physical world. So how does, you know, scientists like yourself and physicists like yourself you know, make sense of this. Where where we go from here? How do we, you know, what, what's the story with energy and the transmitter and the receiver? <laughs> <laughs> well, Too many questions. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I don't know which way to go with it. Uh, but I, I, my personal take on that w with the energy is, I guess, uh, increasing the productivity and uh, enriching our lives in our personal experiences taking it to uh, an individual basis. And then, of course, then collectively we have our, our group. But um, when you talk about that energy, you know, you feel that vibe, right? Uh, you hear these expressions. Right. But um, reality is, did you have, did you eat well today? Um, did you make sure that you have enough, and of course we're measuring calories and things like that. Did you, did you eat the, the calories did you intake that energy in other forms that will be converted to you, for you, and to give you that energy to do what you have chosen to do for that day, your objective, your goal, 
Uh, right. That, that's the way I look at that. Uh, you know, where are we going? Well, you know, if you want to look at longevity, the average lifespan, as you know, men and women have continually been increasing. Women, of course, uh, live longer on the average than men. And we believe that's a genetic basis as well. Though there are some men who have lived a long time. Um, but the, the lifespan, on the average, at least in our country, that's a land of plenty, if you want to look at it that way, where we do have these choices of food and energy products, uh, is, is abundant. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we, are, we are blessed that way, right? I mean, we are, we are able to partake of that energy, and uh, it, it, it does improve our way improve our lives. So I want to read something to you that I read um, uh, that it was it kind of really interesting. It says, on, um, unlike the infl- inflexible laws of standard physics, the rules of quantum physics seems made to be broken. Just when, when scientists think they have one aspect of their study of matter and energy figured out, a new twist emerges to remind them how unpredictable this subject is. They well, are able that's to... written by someone outside, Rhea. Uh, those yeah. of us who are within that realm, that the community... You won't say that. <laughs> we would never say that because we know yeah. it's like that. I mean, we, but, I mean, how do you we, respond we to that? Okay. We, we plan on it. We plan on it. We have things that are approximations. You know, we, we gladly say... Oh, it's a, a variation approximation. Well, there's nothing finite about that. Or, but when we look at large objects, and what I mean is that there seems to be, we don't understand gravity, in my opinion, because there are these invocations of the quote-unquote dark energy and quote-unquote dark matter. And, and that, to me, smacks of an ether back of the 19th century where we try to invoke that the Earth would be moving through space, and when we measure light speed, it's going to be different going one way than another, just as if you were uh, throwing an object from a car. It should have a different speed. And, and those things, we, we found that with the ether, it does not exist. And so, uh, you, you know, we, we look at this as, as being a changing world, and, and it is important to understand that it is changing. Nothing's going to stay the same. Right. And we've, we've, got, we've got to believe that. But the approximations that we have are very close. You know, where we're speaking of a hundredth of a value. I mean, if we have $10,000 and we're, we have a $2 change, well, it's still a change, isn't it? But it's not much of a change. <laughs> That's right? true. I mean, we had a uh, hundred thousand people and five people decide to leave. They may be the most important people of those 100,000. That's right. But still, uh, in terms of the numbers of people, and so where where do we say that the, this change becomes important? When is it that the change is so critical that it's going to, the tipping point, make a, a difference in all of our lives or our own life? That is, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like there's so much, you know, question out there, you know, it's like, okay, so we really like, uh, you know, uh, things are just multi-whatever number, 
you know, of particles, right? And and so, like, you know, when I think about the concept, like, it used to be, like, everything is like, oh, my God, that is just sci, uh, sci-fi, kind of science fiction, you know, stuff that would never happen. And, and you turn around, and now things are constantly changing, and then new things, yes, it is possible. And you, I mean, like, I, I'm, like, a big fan of Star Trek. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, uh, Spike, what's his name? He's, like, beat me up. Uh, Spotty? Where is what? I can't even remember that phrase. <laughs> It's like you take down all the particles and then you reassemble them again. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to get so deep into, like, off the subject here. But, you know, I think that it actually could be very possible to happen in the near future. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Call me, uh, you know, on whatever. But, yeah, why not, right? Okay, so let me let's go back to reality here. Go back to uh, to Earth here, and 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 then we'll try to reach out to the stars in the same time. So, how are we better to understand our brain thought process? Well, to better understand them would be to reflect on those things. To, that I'm sorry, we know say it again. Uh, to to consider what we've already learned. That is that what humanity has learned. Uh, personally, myself would be pick up a physics book, uh, a general physics book, an older physics book. If you would like uh, some recommendations for them, of course, I'm speaking from a physics point of view. Thank and you. Uh, on the internet as well, there are uh, there there's at least one specific site that I know of that would help people consider uh, learning about a basic energy level, uh, or what energy really is, and uh, go from there trying to wrap yourself into that way of describing what we see, and and, um, and though you may not understand all of that, what's, what's being done, at least read through it, look at the pictures, and consider the, the actions that are happening, or, or take one at the local take a, a class at a local college or um, or learn something all the information available like I you know like I said I you know had a short time today to try to look up some of the information but can you like uh, recommend a couple of books for those who are listening <clears throat> well yeah uh, there's some there's some good textbooks out there there's a, a writer, uh, his name is Peter Atkins. Uh, that's A as in Apple, T, Tom, K as in Keeper, I, India, and Nancy, SSM, Atkins, Peter Atkins. He's a well-known author, and he has written several books trying to explain the nature of our world in, in words and in concepts. Uh, another one is uh, this fellow named Widener, uh, W-E-I-D-N-E-R, and his uh, his associates cells, Widener and cells. <clears throat> those are those are two off uh, uh, as well. And another one is uh, his name is Roger Penrose. Uh, he's well known. He, he's written several books. And the, the last one I'd leave you with <clears throat> would be William H. Calvin. C-A-L-V-I-N. And uh, those those four right there, or five, uh, really contribute and make life, I think, more understandable for all of us. 
I know you're going to be having a book out, you know, yourself uh, um, fairly soon, too, hopefully, right? But you uh, mm-hmm. contribute a lot to the NASA. Um, um, what, can you tell us what some of the articles and where people can read some of your blogs and stuff? Well, you can, uh, my blogs, I, I don't have a blog. I, I haven't been able to, uh, I, I did have something going a few years ago. However, if you are interested in learning more about that, there is the NASA website. I have a NASA website. And, okay. Uh, there and can you, you tell can, us what that is? Uh, well, it's a long one. Um, it's with okay, the Jeff you know Laboratory. Okay. But if sure, you are I interested, will... you can just Google my name, Michael Dean Lewis. It will come up. Okay. But um, if you are interested in, in knowing what that is, let me get that for you. Uh, the email address. It. Yeah, I have it. I will share it on the show um, oh. on the show page so people can go click on it and and um, and go there. Um, okay. But you know, before we go, Michael, um, there's a couple things that I it comes to my mind that I'm thinking to wrap things up. Um, when we, you know, when we experience things, I mean, the, you know, tell me what you think about this and you know, kind of like direct me on your thoughts here. But in my opinion, you know. Our body, who we are as as a human being, is really the effect and created by the cause. So would you say our thoughts, the cause? The thoughts? Well, you mean you, you're talking about your mom and dad and their thoughts? Well, I'm talking about the thoughts. Well, I'm talking about more than just the mom and dad. I'm talking about what it all started, right? I mean, uh, you tell me. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure this out. <laughs> I'm well, yeah, we are we again. are definitely the effect of our parents. I mean, that, there's no doubt of that. However, you know, when we develop, when we become what we are, our cellular network and all that, and we connect and we become the uh, the being that we have become, th- it's known that there are so many connections within our brain, within our minds. Uh, we're talking about a uh, hundred billion. Uh, different combinations, and though they may not be that many when it comes to doing actions like moving your arms or those are devoted parts of our uh, our our processes but uh still there's if there's still hundreds of millions of other connections available yeah i mean the the effect uh that we are is is definitely from that cause of what may or Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess what I'm just thinking, like, okay, so, you know, you've heard the term that, you know, that we are human beings experiencing a human experience. We are spiritual beings having a a human experience. Let's let's rewind here. So we are a spiritual being having a human experience because our body is the experience. It's the physical experience. But the cause, you know, like, so when I think about thoughts, thoughts cannot Uh experience things. Thoughts cannot experience because they're not, they are not, like, I don't know, they're not tangible, they're not physical, they're energy. Okay, so. You follow me? All right. What you're saying, actually, they are. I mean, uh, everything that, they are uh, physical in the sense of there may be a time when we'll be able to capture what a person is thinking you, you, we've seen that. But in you Star see them Trek. like waves. Don't you see them like a diagram? I mean, like when they do study on the brain and yeah. they study, the, you know, 
it's it's not like you know when you when you actually physically touching and looking at somebody's you know body and and their organs and and their eyes and their ears and their hands and you know that's a physical that's an experience that's that's where the body is but the actual thought to me I don't think it's, it is I mean I don't know maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's not that you're wrong. It's that you 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 have to see that. Uh, let's let's figure let's look at it this way that. If you if we spread the human, I, I know that you've you've heard this before. I'm sure that if we could take our our brain, physical brain, and lay it flat, though it's encased in this skull that we have, though we could lay it, we could take it up, uh, uh, open, we would we would have about four pages of paper, of regular eight and a half by eleven paper. In front of us, four pages. Now that that's quite a lot of of area there. I mean, we're looking at it. it we're thinking two dimensional here, but then the depth of the paper is is a pretty good, mm, let's say, comparison to the depth of where these cells are, you know, in our brain. And that that is a those are that's a physical reality. Yeah, that's a physical so, matter. But thought, brain is is an organ. It's it's yes, it's part of the body. But we're talking about mind. We talk about thoughts. You know, I mean, right, I understand right. so, your yeah. Go ahead. Well, well, the thought, and so that brings us again to the quantum thought, is that um, when we're thinking, we or when as we're speaking now, right? There has to be some sort of um, strength of a signal, a transmission, right? That's going from our brain to our vocal cords and to the tongue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that there has to be a, a strong enough signal, or we won't have that signal created, right? And, and that that leads us to the idea of the uh, same thing with thought. You know, if you don't have enough of these cells and the, the signals traveling, the thought doesn't occur. Yeah, and so when we say it's virtual. And I know I know how you feel that it it is virtual in the sense you can't at this time you can't touch it you can't well, taste it or feel it but right it it is there it, it well is, you know I, there me, is evidence me, that it's there you, you know what Michael I I the way I look at it I guess um, when I think you know that you can put a label on it because people will tend to you know. Um, understand it better when you kind of like you know like it's a spirit the spirit itself it's all that all that is which is give life to your thoughts and your creation of your body right so you know without that you know whatever it is which is like your higher conscious you know we didn't get into all that specification as far as our conscious subconscious you know how we think and 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 when we are awake and how our, our subconscious mind process information even while we're sleeping and then you know things start to show up in your life this is beyond i mean to me it's like a, it's a lot higher perspective into just you know talking about matter you know i mean i i know i'm talking to a scientist i'm talking to a physicist who, who <laughs> You know, who have a different perspective on this, but I try to understand it as 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 a spiritual being. You know, there's something that is just not has been answered. My curiosity has not been fulfilled. You know, like I Dude, I get so many there's... questions. I haven't got a like right answer from anybody yet, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. 
It's just because to me it's so like, you know, there's a, a puzzle that hasn't been completed. And uh, um, all what we know is what we experience, right? That's all we know, you know. And we take information, and, you know, that information could be from, you don't even know what the source of information is. So you read stuff, and, you know, and they've done studies, and, and they've done research and all the stuff. So you take that information, and hopefully you process that information, and then you start to, like, you know, see how this can work in your life and how you can, you know, um, it can help you, right? Otherwise, you know, information is, is worth nothing. We know that. You know that, right? If you don't process it. But right. come and back to, to this. And you question, and you question it even then. Um, you can question the reality of what that experience is because we do right. experience no one sees exactly the same way. No one smells or tastes, et cetera, those senses uh, both the same way. But there is general agreement that you know, this cheese tastes delicious to to, to people, or uh, this uh, this water is is refreshing. Those there are areas of agreement. That's true. Well, I have to tell you, this is a very fascinating discussion, and I know we can go on forever talking about this, but one of the key things that I would like to share here, and hopefully, you know, we you, you can, like, help me, um, fit, you know, also complete it, is the fact that all, um, all of this information that we've been sharing is, like, how do you learn to see the universe differently than you do now? So that you can manifest and live the life that you desire. Because, you know, I mean, everything you know, can can be a, a, a cause to you. If you don't understand the cause, you cannot deal with the effect. That's what the bottom line. That's, you know, that's what I wanted to actually come back to. you got to mm-hmm. understand the cause. you got to understand what everything originated and how that actually has to do with what's going on in your life right now. You know, after all, you know, this is a, you know, a self-improvement show. So, you know, I have to come bring it back to, like, really how we think and why is it important to really understand our thoughts and, and where are they coming from? Are they coming from, from a belief that you had been, you know, inherited for many years and you've been operating from that belief? Or is your external world, you know, can things can be changed in your life? I mean, it's like, I think about, like, you know, even, like, a simple things, and that's why I really believe, like, physics and, 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 and um, you know, like, the universe and, and the, you know, even our, our, our solar system can affect how we feel and how our thoughts, because, let's face it, the way I look at it, you know, thoughts come first, emotion comes second, Right? So, you know, if if we can understand our thought process, we can also, you know, uh, understand how we, why we feel the way we feel. But to give you, to go back to you as a scientist and physicist, you know, like, you know, how do you explain when, you know, there's like a full moon and people say like, oh, they're, they're, their mood changed because of the of the full moon, or it's like you know if you go out in the, I mean I love I'm fascinated just looking at the sky whether at night or just like you know daytime and just like you know just look at it I mean it's like a a masterpiece right it's like you can never understand how this whole complex you know uh, um, system universe works right but you want to be part of it because it makes you. If you more you understand, the more you understand what's going on with you as an individual. If that makes any sense. Okay. 
Sure what do you does. think? <laughs> well, it does make sense in that way. Of course. Well, and, and, and the point being that if, if you want to know and, and, and change that process, again, I, I believe it, it comes back down to questioning. If, if you sure. it, Questioning. Uh, some people don't question. They, they, they go on faith. Right. Faith will believe. But I, I say that we need to question what faith is. We need right. to question what our lives are. We need right. to question who we are and and keep asking those fundamental questions about why and how better explanations are needed to move forward and to, to get a better understanding of, of who we are and, and where we're going. So beautifully said. And, and I do want to thank you because, like I said, this is really, uh, it's... Um, it's a topic that is very fascinating, but like you know, the key here is really the more you understand and the more you ask questions. Because I know you you got in a little bit later after the introduction, but in the beginning of my show, I always always say, you gotta question everything. You got to question everything. You cannot just accept things faithfully, like blindly. I call it just the way they are. You know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and everything has. An answer if you know the question, because it starts with the question. So the answers are out there, but you got to ask those questions. Any last uh, thoughts for the day before we... Um, well, I uh, hope the audience has enjoyed our conversation and that um, they feel free to contact me through the NASA website. I will be sharing that site, uh, the, uh, um, the website with them. And I, I welcome everybody to uh, go check out Michael's um, uh, site and, and his contribution to also the uh, New Jersey solar system, you know. So that's uh, um, being an ambassador, let's just tell people a little bit, what is that entitled? Like, you know, what, what are some of the things that you um, you do every year besides okay, the... Okay, sure. Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Well, it began. Uh, I'm I'm one of the oldest ones of the not not in terms of my age, but in in terms of being the program. I, as a matter of fact, I'm the original. Uh, there's uh, 14 of us who are original ambassadors from Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And what we do is, uh, since we are already, as you would say, technically uh, proficient, as if we've gotten a computer and we have to fix it or um, some other device that requires some understanding of how it works of uh, the uh, the space program where we present to planetariums and many in the audience may have already have heard me uh, speak let's say for instance to the Astronomy Association of New Jersey uh, or to the um, the planetariums located throughout the state for instance we have a planetarium at the State Museum in Trenton and I've presented there many times. I was there this past May. Then also we have the uh, the planetarium in Ocean County. We have a planetarium in uh, Ranchburg at, at Raritan Valley. We have a planetarium in, in Monmouth. So in, in the region, and as, as you had given in my introduction, at the state convention uh, I present the findings that these space missions have uh, have been uh, discovering, and there are the, these space missions are still continuing. Of course, we have 
we have a planetary uh, probe at Mercury, the closest planet to the sun, its messenger. We mm-hmm. have several, uh, and we do discuss the satellites that NASA puts up around the Earth, and we have a, uh, satellites that are, um, we have these space probes, actually they're not, they're not satellites because now they're beyond the Earth's orbit. We, we start calling them instead uh, an investigation prober on the moon or going around the moon. We have had recently uh, a lot of discoveries. You've probably heard of water being discovered on the moon in uh, large amounts. And then there, we, we found that, that there's a small atmosphere. Then we have these robots on, on Mars that are doing fantastically. Uh, it's incredible how successful we've been since I've been with the program since not about 96, so officially 98. And, um, so that's quite a, yeah, that's a long time. That's yeah, 15 years, over 15 years I've been with mm-hmm. the program. Yeah. And then Michael, we've got the Voyagers, the ones that are now approaching the heliosphere, which is uh, the edge of of the sun's protective uh, bathing of solar radiation. It's really kind of an ironic way of looking at how it how the the solar the sun protects us you know when we're so concerned with solar radiation uh, but um, there's that intergalactic when beyond we're going between solar systems and intersolar system traveling wow. for the first time I am going to be presenting at the uh, at the university uh, not the university but the uh, Astronomical Association of New Jersey next month. That is posted on the website. Great. Well, again, very fascinating, and and I can't imagine, you know, uh, how exciting some of the stuff that you do. And I know you, you know, this is your thing. So I look forward to to uh, um, to speak with you again and 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 see what else is going on, and you know, keep me posted with all the great stuff. So, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> Yeah, Thank the asteroid. You. I don't want to forget the asteroid mission either. Oh, my now, God. We're yeah. going to visit the largest asteroid in the solar system series. It's coming up uh, next year. It'll be arriving uh, in the summer of 2014. Wow. So Amazing. Amazing stuff. But, well, like I said, I know the website is, is long to, to mention on oh, on the air, so I will make sure that I put uh, um, the NASA website uh, uh, for uh, Michael um, in the show page. So go ahead and, and, and uh, click on it, and you'll be able to go and get all the information that you need to get also um, about Michael and some of the stuff that is coming up and, and so on and so forth. Again, Michael, it was an honor. And, and pleasure speaking with you, and thank you so much for sharing all and enlightening us and giving us your feedback and from the different side of the equation. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Julia. Thank you. Have a great yeah. evening. Bye-bye. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. 
And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Thank you so much, my friends, for listening to the show. And, um, you know, this concludes our show for the day. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Until next time, stay amazing. Be love. Radiate love. Everywhere you go, you are amazing. Much love.